0: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo eSports podcast. This is episode 72 for the week of May 7th, 2019. And uh, before we get into any of the introductions over the weekend, Will, it was May 4th. Do you want to say the thing that everybody says on that day? No. (laughs) Do you want to say the thing that people start saying on May 5th? No. No. My name is Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fire.
1: I heard it enough over the last couple of days. I'm good.
0: That's that's perfectly fine. And this week I am joined by, in the old slash new slash old slash new slash old space, Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you on this beautiful Sunday afternoon? I'm doing good. Got some errands ran this
1: morning. Um, we're in the process of moving back again, so stuff spread everywhere we need to or reorganize and re-put everything away um probably be happening soon it's annoying
0: it <laughs> probably be happening soon. you know
1: we'll see we might just live out of a, a suitcase for a while here
0: oh no i mean you're clearly in a room yeah yeah
1: yeah it is what it is how are you josh
0: i am swell i'm tired but you know it is what it is with a kid uh so yesterday, little baby update. And no, we're not going to talk. Well, actually, yeah, we can because it happened today. My baby was slightly constipated again. but baby took a shit today. It was great. There, there you go. It's my baby poop talk for the week. Uh, Justin was asking about it, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. You're welcome. Um, no, but seriously, uh, for the first time, my uh, my child, my newborn child slept eight full hours through the night. Which is pretty awesome, um, it did not happen last night, but it happened two nights ago. I knew it was gonna be like a one off situation, but I was really proud that it happened. We planned it out perfectly, and it worked. um yeah, I saw that she is now rolling over, but she
1: scares herself,
0: yes, and cries is when she rolls over, yep, so she can roll from her she can roll from her stomach to her back. um, she cannot roll from her back to her stomach yet, which is good. Um, but yeah, she cries all the time, so I don't know if it's if it's a direct extension of her turning herself over, but she just cries all the time, so you all know right. babies, you know, yeah, um, other than that, uh, had my review at work last week, and uh got a nice raise, so Ooh. pretty happy about that, very nice, yep, uh, but yeah. It just means that we're just going to have fun in Chicago.
1: Party it up in Chicago. We're going
0: to party up in Chicago and in Vegas next year for you. Can't wait. I can't wait either. Um but yeah. Should we talk about what's going to come up on this yeah, episode? Yeah, yeah.
1: What do we got this this week?
0: First and foremost, we're going to be taking a deep dive into some MCC on PC news that came out. Oh boy. There is a lot. And don't worry, Will. I trimmed it down because there was a lot. Like, that article is massive. Okay? So don't worry. We're... We trimmed it down a little bit. Uh, we have tournaments that got announced, including uh, another DreamHack 1, AGLA, and The Bad Guys. Stay tuned for what that all means. Uh, Will is like, I don't know what The Bad Guys is.
1: Nope, I'm a little... Well, what's going on we'll there? We'll
0: just wait and see. Uh, and then we had some tournaments getting recapped, including the Halo Draft League weekly matches, uh, the Team Respawn Halo Wars 2 Fire and Ice tournament, the UGC DreamHack Qualifier Number 3 tournament, and... The Europa Halo team takedown number one tournament that took place. Um, And then finally, we have our weekly topic, which is Unpopular Opinions, Competitive Halo Edition. So we had, we talked about Unpopular um, Opinions, like just general Halo a while ago. This is directly in regards to competitive Halo. So... We'll see what the community has in regards to that. We'll see what we say about it as well. But before we get into any of that, Will, what do we usually start the show off with? Roster Mania!
1: Let's get into some Roster Mania. Again, this is a segment where we go through the rosters we found throughout the week. And I butcher butcher some names. names. Yep, Yep. exactly. So, um, as always... What? And I laugh at you. Yeah, he's always laughing at me. Um... (laughs) Let's start with the DreamHack Dallas free agent list again. Um, yeah, let's, let's go. Uh, we have the OG Killa, Jay Weezy, Gohan, Coco the Janitor, Galloping Elk, Easy, Exile, Sterling, Crewman, Assertive, Lie, Hypo, Protein, Slurshot, Poseidon's BR, Cool Ranch Senpai, Joy Slays, Quicksilver, Bulkasaur, Exocide, Venom, Dane Elvistico, Gunstrafe, Canology, Senchi, Most Dope, Hosty Shots, Kyule, Stinger, Insom, Nifty, Sabre, Beerbelly, Gazerk Talent, and T Man 797. It still sounds like more more people. A couple more names in there. Yeah. So. Good to see. If you're looking S- to pick up a teammate, look there. Snatch some people up, guys. And some of these teams that are looking for players might want to look on this list.
0: <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> It'd be funny if they're just completely disregarding the actual free agent list. Yeah. They're like,
1: oh, ah, yeah, now we don't want any of them. So let's go through these teams looking for uh, extra players or more players, whatever they need. Um, display in World Famous looking for two more. flamehead, only toxic and Engage looking for one more. We have Takedown, IoE, Slay, and Daffy looking for one more. Tosh and Berserk looking for two more. Eon and Shreds looking for two more. Hilly and CE and Catastrophe looking for two more. Drizzy and Uday looking for two more. Neutralizer, Schoolyage, and Pauzy looking for one more. We have Zito and Honorless Gaming looking for two more. Icon and Jesse Sile looking for two more. We have The Real Vital, Obnoxious, and Combonified looking for one more. And that does it for the DreamHack Dallas free agent list and team list. We do have um, an addition to Lux Gaming. We do. So um, they said they were going to be build, building around Gilky. Yes. And now Rain has joined them. Good the, pickup. The tweet from Lux states, "We are proud to announce our newest addition to the Lux Halo roster." At his, uh, if you want to tweet him, it's at Seattle Rain. He'll be joining Gilky as a second addition to our DreamHack Dallas roster. Hashtag Be a King. And a nice little graphic welcoming Rain to Lux Halo. So congrats on joining the team.
0: Yes, very good pickup. I like Rain's play style. Um, I liked him during Halo 5. And like we know he's played Halo 3. So I have no doubt that he is going to excel on the new team. And now we're just waiting for those other two announcements.
1: Yeah, we would like to see this team get together and start practicing as soon as possible for DreamHack. Because it's what you need to do to gel.
0: Exactly. So. Hey Lux, where are the other two announcements?
1: They're if they're working on it. I just there. want them.
0: I just want to know who's all, who else on that <laughs> roster. That's all I want.
1: So I can uh so I can announce more names.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but you'll know who they are, hopefully. Well, maybe. Who knows? Maybe they're looking at that free agent list. We'll see. All right. We have Jimbo's team. So over on Twitter,
1: um it looks like Jimbo writes respectful and Flux. Uh Jimbo tweeted Still looking for an org to represent for DreamHack Dallas and the future HCS. Uh, DM us if any of you are interested for more information about our roster. So they're looking for a org to represent and get them over to DreamHack.
0: Exactly. Looking to take a trip across the pond. Compete at the highest level like they usually do. And uh, it's good to see Jimbo wanting to compete So I like it a lot.
1: Sure. Um, Another roster... Is Unify Esports. This includes Crane, Polarize, Blitzky, and Pulshee. Pula! You gotta get rid of the Pula, man. He's nope. over it. He's past
0: it. Nope. It's not. It's, nope. Uh, it, it's there. It, <laughs> it, Pulshee, a.k.a. Pula, a.k.a. a.k.a. AKA uh, love Hate. Sure. Sure. Is that what we're gonna do? That should
1: be his, like, uh, Smurf name, Love Hate.
0: A.k.a. Maine.
1: Maine, what up, Main? Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: But yeah, it looks like a, a,
1: new, a new team, Unify Esports.
0: Good shit. Yeah, the tweet came out just like literally early to, earlier today. And so I'm like, oh, perfect timing. I can include it in the show notes. There you go. In other words, thank you, Unify Esports. I appreciate
1: you. All right. We're going to go through the UGC DreamHack Qualifier 3 rosters. So you might notice some shakeups or moves here. Um... There's a lot, so get ready. We'll start off with simplicity. This included Wiley, e. Coyote, Coolidge, Neutralizer, and Titan. We had Silent Grind, Tizoxins, but I'm sure it's supposed to be just Toxins, but there's. Sure. A, uh, Railser, Ultra Extinct, and Takedown. Uh, Senpai Esports, Tosh, Flash, Berserk, and Saber. I'm the best, or this is Ruthless Gaming, includes I'm the best. The Sonic Boom, Christopher, and MLG Mad Mike. We have Team Rain, which was Bandemonium, Janitor's BR, The Reaper Life, and Elvis Now or Evil Snow, however you want to read it.
0: I think it's Evil Snow.
1: I think it's Evil Snow too, but I like yeah. Elvis Now. Like uh, th- I need some Elvis now. But did you. Did, did you. <laughs> <Bob>? Yep.
0: Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not how it's spelled, but I can't, I cannot argue with wanting Elvis now. I cannot. It's evil
1: snow. So I, I can't argue with you that. Guys. I love it's it. I ju- love it's just it. how my uh, dyslexic brain read it.
0: That was so amazing because I want Elvis now, too. <laughs> uh, all right. Rated R
1: esports includes Clown Lee, Just Improve, Brandon, and Pandelicious. We have, I don't know how to say. Su- I'm stuck. Just
0: give it your best shot.
1: Modafinil. There you go. Which includes Lil Avian, The Main Slayer, Kadaddle, and Z Brett. We have Lobos, which includes Pixelized, Torres, In Reality, and Rux. We have Last Minute Squad, which was I Chase, Electrify, Doddflow, and Swiper. We have Kill Them First, which was Elderly Chief, Monk, King Abyss and L-
0: Luminosity? That's so what it looks like. Just and sir- also King Abyss on there. That's good to see. Shout out to you.
1: We have Cream Esports. Cream Esports is a player. Um, Nemesis, Pope Bum, and bum Sauce. We have Aspire Esports. Kooky Cooks. Slightly. Xanoboy and Zavir. We have Agro, which was ripping Jesus. Ja, Elitus and young sir let's see we have sherpas which was milky milk joey clutch thurlian and wolf we have sherberts which was a galaxy exemplified shame and jaziro we have same time next week invincible shady mcgrady unknown titan and Premier. we have regulators which was a savage cat Cheesy, rengar and vulcan cr we have reciprocity Lunchbox, Snipe Down, Roy, and Pistola. We have Pretty on Prom Night, Weekichu, uh Trevor, Wagon Halls, Burton, and JT, the Bear Cub. We have Team Old Men, which is Piles, Thuggish Killer, Arcanum, and Blaze. We have Nasty with Rifles. This is Ultimega, Woog, Too Sick, and Supple. We have Team Mass Kids, Legend, Rooney, Dempsey, and Gunstrafe. We have Heartless Ambition, included a Kyle, Flazen, Desiting, and Sa- uh, Sabinator, Sabinator. We have Guardians Gaming, Queen, Black Halo God, Common, and Its Name. We have Duo 1 plus or Duo plus 1 plus question mark. This is Obnoxious, Vital, Combonified, and Mission Hockey. We have Demigods, Warrior Demigod, Bob's Ambition, Ravage, and Glock Type. We have Crux, which is Royal Blood Live, BR Shots, Toy Soldier, and SWAT Fanatic. We have CR Nightmare, Ragnarok, Regulata, Cola Cane, and Perry Pizza. We have Fourth Line Plugs, which included Snowman, Sio, Icons, and Ice Vein. We have YGJOWTM, which included Blitzkrieg, Tyranitar, Phoenix, and Missy. We have Team Ultimate, which was Zerka, Wenzor, Livewire, and Lucas H. We have TBD, Fluximus, Jimbo, Respectful, and Riots. We have Syndicate, which is Paradigm, Rob the Turtle, Sorrel, and Hoaxer. RBG Esports, ABC Derek, Scary, Display, and Kazug. We have Infinite Academy, Hypotonic, Corruption, Glocksmith, and Chaos. Mean Machines included Ebby, Jobs, Blitz, and flyer, we have denial, straight sick, airy, Shayla, and Co- or demon D. Ooh, oh, that was
0: close. Oh. <laughs> that was close. Remember, we already talked about that one.
1: Yep, <laughs> we have a uh, side effect, which is manipulator, All Might, Eli, Elite, and gunfire. We have Mason, Minotaurs, Rami, Munoz, Swift Kill, and Stormy. We have Lux Gaming, Gilky, Cloudy Cloud, Realize G, and Rain. We have Goober, which is Wan Omega, Gun Type, and Porky. GMS, Gabriel, Ego, Fantasy, and Fear. Elevate, Neighbor, Ace, Trippy, Penguin, and Tox Gaming. Snakebite, Lethal, Royal 2, APG. Last but not least, Infinite, Falcated, Shotzi, Bubadubu, and Tusk. That's everyone that competed in this week's qualifier. My jaw hurts.
0: I Josh, wonder, take it away. I wonder <laughs> if the Goobers were feeling goofy. Goofy Goober from Spongebob? Thank you. You went there? I did go there. Cuz we're all goofy goobers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just turned away and took a drink of my pop.
0: You did. But what what pop are you drinking there?
1: It's a uh um orange vanilla Coca-Cola. Do you like it? Yes, I do.
0: Dom drinks it too and he says he enjoys it as well. I, I need to give it a shot.
1: Yeah, I really like it.
0: All right. Yes, I thought the orange coke was pretty okay.
1: Also, there's a new energy drink out there. Yeah. Called Rain. It's zero carbs. They have a peach flavor, and it comes in a purple and yellow can.
0: Oh my god, this is like um, your heaven. I'm like all
1: about it right now. So it's really good. Wow. Um, it's got like 300 milligrams of caffeine though. Oh shit, which well, is like wakes
0: woo! up. Yep, wakes up. <laughs> can I get another one of those? <laughs> there it is. Thank you. All right. <laughs> we don't hear you going off very often, so that was good. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Yep. Um, just for you. I pr- I appreciate it greatly. And, uh, is that it for Roster Mania? That's what
1: we got for Roster Mania Then this it's week, time Josh.
0: for COD, another Games Watch! Hey, I got a little hand motion from you this time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, I realized that I, uh, I had a time, and I wrote down the timestamp ahead of time. So, we're oh, good. Look at you. Yeah, look I'm, at you. I'm on it.
0: Um, there's just one piece that we have here for COD, another Games Watch. Uh, Call of Duty World League London just took place over this weekend, as a matter of fact. And, uh, just want to give a congratulations to 100 Thieves on winning Call of Duty World League London and... Taking home their very first championship win. But yeah, that does it for COD. Another games watch. Hey, Will. Yep. It's time for Will's Adventures Within the Another game's too. My hands are going down lower than usual <laughs> right now. What'd you play?
1: I played some PUBG. Ooh. Died a lot again.
0: <laughs> I feel like this is a common occurrence.
1: You know, I don't think I've won a single game in, like, probably a year in PUBG. It's so sad. You know, I just gotta, like, I gotta play bitch mode and just hide and land in non-busy areas. And that's not what I've been doing. I've just been hot-dropping the whole time. Hot-dropping? Hot,
0: dropping. hot yeah. pockets?
1: Um, Played some Rainbow Six. It's fun. It's frustrating. People are too good at things.
0: <laughs> you can get better at those things. though. I try.
1: <laughs> I try, but I don't. Okay. Um. And then played the anniversary update of Sea of Thieves. Very nice. We'll talk about it a little bit more. Yes. In a minute. Yes. Um. I've I've still been craving to play Halo, but Xbox isn't set up yet. That's next on the list to do, so that should have been your first priority, will okay, I could have just left the left the podcast set up till last minute. How long does it take to set up the Xbox two minutes, probably, yeah, I gotta run another Ethernet cable, though that's oh God, <laughs> it'll happen,
0: it will, and then you'll be on Halo, yeah, yeah, you, Yeah, you, yeah. Ye- what did you play, Josh? will. I played some Final Fantasy 14 and completed my first dungeon on level 20 now. The game's still great. I also played Sea of Thieves. I know. I played that game. The game I thought I'd never play again. But what I said
1: it. What'd you think of the story? I like it. You played one of the missions, right?
0: <laughs> Twice. No. It was once. Oh, right. It just had to go back. So. You got your keys? I was an idiot. <laughs> And uh, I bet Dom told y'all about this. I heard all you about it. You have any shit on me for this? That's fine. Whatever. Uh, so, Sea of Thieves anniversary update. They released like a little story mode type deal where you talked. You actually have like a story from an NPC, and you have a book, and the book has like. It, it's, it gives you clues. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's little, a story. Yeah. It's a
1: story, but it's not like directly like, go here, do this. Exactly,
0: yeah. It gives you hints. It gives you clues as to where to go. Um, and yeah, I thought it was well laid out. So you have to get a relic, a boar relic, which is the one we were going for. And uh, my buddy, Eddie, he, he picked it up and he was showing it to me and I took it from him. And then uh, I forgot that. It didn't it doesn't go in my inventory. If I press the button, it just drops it. So, this is about midway through. Okay, this mid midway through the mission we finally get the relic and we're doing great. We keep going, and uh we're getting treasure along the way. Everything's great. So eventually we get to the island that you actually should be going to to put the relic into, this little spot that opens up this door. Okay. Uh I didn't have the relic anymore. And uh I got a lot of shit for not having that relic anymore. I felt bad because I thought it went in my inventory, but it doesn't. It literally just drops where you left it. So we had to go back a little ways. We remembered where it was. So we got back there. We picked it up immediately. We went back and it was fine. But yeah, I dropped the relic.
1: So How did um, you do on the, the puzzle solving in that first room? Easy. Yeah, I thought it was too easy.
0: Sure. Yeah, it was just three different combos. Yeah. And it literally showed you what they needed to be in the book. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was it's a little easy. too easy
1: to find. Sure. I wish they would have made it a little bit more difficult. Eh,
0: I think, like, it's all about the journey. Right. Not the destination. <laughs> sure. Will. No, I thought it was fine. I had a good enough time with it. Did you do just the first story? Yeah, because I need to get off soon after, so.
1: I made it to, through three of the stories. Ooh. Um. Do they get harder? They do. They do get a lot harder. There you go. Yeah. So this um, one's just
0: to ease you into it. And then it's like, oh, here you go. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, you kind of have to know the areas. Sure. I feel like you coming back and not playing as much as me and Dom have on those later stories, you might have been confused when they were talking about things. Sure. Um. But no, it was, it was good. It. There's one of them that had a ton of travel time. So you have to basically start on the, not the farthest you can go on the right, but I'd say pretty far on the east side of the
0: map. I thought the first one had a good amount of travel time. Like you're going in a giant triangle. That's what it felt like.
1: Yeah. So this, this other story, you start on the east side of the map. You have to basically go all the way west. And then go to like three different islands. So one's like, West on the north, one's west on the south, and one's kind of a little bit over back
0: east. Okay.
1: And then you have to go all the way back to that same starting point on the far east. And it just... The travel time was the worst part. Yeah, fuck that. I, uh um... You can fish now, so I fished off the back of the boat while Dom drove us there. Oh, very nice. Um... But yeah, no, I, I enjoy it. I played some of the arena. Did you jump into any of that? No,
0: I'm not going to.
1: Um... Yeah, there's some... There's some very tryhards in that. Oh, sure. Um, My biggest issue is there's a cosmetic you can get from com- coming in the top three a hundred times in the arena. Um, Every time I've tried to solo queue, I've just ended up on a team that didn't execute well. We'll say that.
0: Sure. It's and a team-based game.
1: It is. It's a very team-based game. And it's, it's frustrating, especially when... You get stuck in a situation and you just can't get out of it. Sure. Um, and then there's people that leave midway through all the time. Okay. And there's no there's no bon- there's no ban system for that. So if you're trying to go for points and your teammates decide, "Oh, screw this, I'm out." There's nothing you can do. There's not That's a, shitty. there's not a quick join option. You know, you don't join a game in progress, nothing like that. So when you're down a member or two, when you're on a giant galley, and it's pretty impossible to get points. Yeah. So yeah, I have, I think I have three placings in the top three and it's, it's rough
0: out there. Sorry. Yeah, It's going to make another pirate joke, but I decided against it. I held myself back, which is good. (laughs) All right. So
1: (laughs) what else did you play? Got some more on this list.
0: Yes. So Halo MCC because of the community play date, which was great. What'd you guys end up playing? MCC uh like i just said all game modes all yeah, game types yeah yeah so we we started with so we just decided to do 4v4 because we had a full team of 4 for this playdate and we started with everything but griffball so like i included every playlist but griffball we got a couple action sack games and just fucking destroyed like it was it wasn't even fair and then took away action sack because that's all we were getting um And for Silos' sake, I did not include Halo 4 within any of these searches. I was a sad boy, but it's okay. I don't even think we got a Halo 1 game, either. So, sorry about that, Silos. But, either way, then I took away, like, uh, objective-based modes. And then it was just Slayer, SWAT, and Snipers that we played. I think we lost one game. Out of every game we played, I think we only lost once. And it was a CTF. Uh, Halo 2 Anniversary on Shrine. I think that's what we played. I think that's what it was. But yeah, I think we only lost one game. It was crazy. We right. like, played really, really well. So it was a good time. I was happy to play Halo again. And then the only other game I played, uh, which was just today, before coming over here to record, was played some Witcher 3. Did you
1: jump into a game you had already started, or did is it? Did you so, start new?
0: I had done a new game plus already, okay. and so I'm just continuing with that. Okay. And I'm at the very beginning. I'm at the griffin fight.
1: Oh, gotcha. Yeah, very beginning. I honestly think that's where I am. Overall, that's all I've ever played is up to that first, like, big
0: You should play that game. Fight. It's fun. It's a good time. Story's really good. It's a lot. It's a lot to sink into. Story's really good. I know. I, I believe it.
1: Story's really good, man. Well. That's what everyone says. It's just a lot of time to play one it game. It is.
0: It is a lot of time. And especially with me and a kid, it's going to be even more difficult. But no, I decided to jump back into it. You know, PC has mod support and whatnot. So yeah, I I uh, the mods that I have installed are I only have three. I have you can fast travel anywhere, um, because in the game you have like uh, little posts. Yep. You can fast travel between posts, but you have to be at a post in order to fast travel. With the mod, you can fast travel literally whenever and wherever you want. Oh, nice. Um. Um. The other mod I the other two I have are weapons do not well items do not degrade. Um, because I hate weapon I hate item degrading in games. I just can't stand it. Um and then, especially in Breath of the Wild, I hate a weapons break. Um, and then the only other one I have is no over encumbrance. So I can carry as much as I want. I just feel detracts from the game if I get over encumbered and have to go sell shit. I just want to be able to keep going. So
1: Nope, I feel you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. All right, until I play. Should we get into some news? What do you got? First and foremost, Halo Outpost Discovery behind the scenes video. It uh, they're talking about how some like the the I don't know if props or the artifacts. I think they said artifacts. But yeah, check it out. Really cool behind the scenes video. Gives you a little sneak peek at what you can be excited for if you go to Halo Outpost Discovery. Um, next up, MCC playlist update for May 1st, 2019, by Postums over on halowaypoint.com. And I quote, Competitive games. Here's what you got coming Halo 3, Dream, De- Dream Hack Dallas, Halo 3 free for all, 8 player. Free for all, obviously. Uh, Players spawn with BRs, 110% movement speed, 110% damage, and radar is enabled. The score to win is unlimited, and the time limit is 12 minutes. Matches are played on MLG Heretic FFA. These are the official game settings for the Halo 3 FFA taking place at DreamHack Dallas on May 31st to June 2nd. To learn more, head to dreamhack.com forward slash Halo. Then for social games, Halo 3 Action Sack 8 player free-for-all. Increase the weighting of racetracks and Action Sack for Halo 3 and Social 8 player free-for-all. And for Halo 2 Action Sack 4v4 added the yapping game types methane mosh pit on lockout, ball grab on midship, and brute shot on a brute shoot on elongation. There you go. We played methane mosh pit on lockout. Like, that was one of the games that we played. And, uh, it was... We fucking destroyed. Um, next up, head-to-head, there's a May 2nd update by Unishack. Thanks, Will. It's over on HaloWaypoint.com. There's a bunch of information there. Check out the article in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Next up, we have the Halo community update by Unishack. Thanks, Will. Over on HaloWaypoint.com. First and foremost, Halo 5 Guardians, the May calendar. May 2nd, head-to-head returns to ranked. It's currently there right now. uh, May 2nd, Halo 3 Classic Throwback rotates in for Shoddy Snipers, which means it's currently in there right now. May 9th, Halo 2 BR Slayer rotates in for Covenant Slayer. May 16th. Coreplay rotates in for Halo 3 Classic Throwback and Warzone Assault goes live for the weekend. May 23rd, Roaming King rotates in for Halo 2 BR Slayer and May 30th, Castle Wars rotates in for Coreplay and Warzone Turbo goes live for the weekend. One last note for you to mark in your calendars, we're planning on moving to the next arena season on Tuesday, June 4th. That means you've got just over a month to prepare for the summer 2019 season and knock out any placement matches you haven't completed yet. And then... Also in regards to Halo 5, the Big Team Battle Refresh, Big Team Battle Refresh is coming this month. Big news. Microsoft Store tournaments. We'll be shifting this month's up a week to May 19th in order to not interfere with Memorial Day in the U.S. While we have plans to continue these events, we haven't locked in future dates just yet. Stay tuned for more on these local tournaments and subsequent community playdates. Community panels. At every Halo Outpost Discovery location, we're giving you a platform to host Halo-related panels with fellow community members. Whether it's on cosplay tips and tricks, a roundtable discussion on Forerunner lore, or how-to on becoming a Halo content creator, we'd love to help you share your knowledge with the rest of the community. Once you've got a topic in mind, visit HaloOutpostDiscovery.com to begin your application. Submissions for these community panels are open until the end of the month, May 31st. And uh, just a quick update. shout out to Duststorm of of Podtacular um a phenomenal podcast and b uh he has put in su- uh submissions for the Chico- not only Chicago but other locations as well but we'll be at Chicago so um to do like a kind of like a round table halo podcast panel and Will and I would be on it so hopefully everything gets accepted and look forward to that if that's the case if Will is scared out of his goddamn mind Yep. It's gonna be great. Um Maybe. if it gets accepted, we'll have to wait and see. In the words of HS protect Uh next up, Halo Gear. Halo Oblivion. Back in early March, uh Grimm helped me reveal Troy Denning's sequel to Halo Silent Storm, Halo Oblivion. And now we finally get to reveal its cover. Denning continues John 117's story storyline as he and Blue Team continue to take on enraged and emboldened Covenant forces. While Grimm, and probably a handful of you, may know the official description by heart, I'm going to leave its second paragraph here for those of us who aren't as familiar. If the UNSC has any chance of stemming the tide of the war, the Master Chief and Blue Team must drop onto an empty, hellish world in order to capture a disabled Covenant frigate filled with valuable technology. It has all the makings of a trap, but the bait is far too tempting to ignore and this tantalizing prize is being offered by a disgraced and vengeful Covenant Fleetmaster whose sole opportunity for redemption lies in extinguishing humanity's only hope for survival. If you haven't read Silent Storm yet, I'd highly recommend it, and so does Grimm, so you know it's good. Regardless, you can catch Master Chief's next heroic steps in Halo Oblivion when it comes out later this year on September 24th. And then, Halo Omnibus Volume 2, the second half of the Halo Escalation comic book series, has been compiled into one convenient package. This 12-issue compilation is in comic book stores right now and will be available online on May 14th. That's it for your community update. Next up. All right, well, this is the long one that I technically kind of apologize for in advance. Okay? I trimmed it down, but do know that this is a hefty article. Um, so if you want to read everything that has to do with this, the link will be included in the Google not Google Doc of the show notes of the show. So, Will, without further ado, the MCC development update for April 2019. This is my Postums on HaloWaypoint.com. Splashing into Halo. We have been working very closely with our partner studio Splash Damage, who is knee-deep in the code for MCC. Their mission is to bring MCC to life as a true PC native experience by adding in the features, bells, and whistles PC gamers expect. Our philosophy, more on that below, is that a straight port from console to PC just doesn't cut it. MCC needs to be authentic to Halo and the PC platform. The team has greater ambitions and we know PC gamers demand and expect more than that. Some out there may think it's just a lot of copy and paste to get things to work, but making games at the the quality level players expect is most definitely not that simple. A project can have hundreds or even thousands of people working towards one central goal, creating fun. It is a beautiful and unique process that each studio handles with finesse and flair that helps create a unique brand of magic. Joining us today to talk a little bit about this is George Wright, a senior producer from Splash Damage, who will offer an update on what the team has been working on. So, let's dive on in and peek at what it's like to bring the vision we have for MCC on PC to life. So, overall, how is development going? George Wright states, development is going well, with Halo Reach already in a playable state. However, we have a very high bar for where the game needs to be, so we have a lot more work to do before it's ready to ship. Next question, as you've dug into the Master Chief Collection's code base, has anything caught you by surprise? George states, looking at the game code, one of the surprising things to consider is how much of the original code from the classic Halo titles endures throughout the years. There have been obvious there have obviously been tons of improvements with each title, but you can see the core DNA hold true throughout. It's quite a testament to the original designs that are still keeping us hooked 20 years later. It's also super interesting reading all the comments in the code. It really tells a story of Halo development over the years. There are a lot of funny mo- moments to be had reading some of the uh, expletive laden late night comments. Looks like people at 343 like to swear. Um next question. What is the most challenging aspect of bringing MCC to PC? George states, A lot of the challenges revolve around the sheer scale and the age of MCC. To start, even though the games are older, there's still a lot there. Eight game releases and over seven terabytes of data. Special shout out to our IT department for the stack of new hard drives. There are multiple game engines, even non-Halo specific engines, with their own differing programming styles and contributions that have, made, have been made by various dev teams over the years. This means that there's a lot of complex content to analyze before we could properly get started. Each game was also developed for a very specific set of hardware and software requirements, and we need to harmonize the games so that they're uh, performant on contemporary PC setups, and then start adding the features that players have come to know on PC. A lot of the tools used to build each title no longer exist, so we need to reconstruct and repair these systems to make them function correctly. The games were built using older development techniques, so it's been an interesting challenge for a lot of us to use modern AAA development to go back to the old ways, a bit like the difference between building a skyscraper and restoring the Sistine Chapel. The next question, what is your key priority and focus? George states, a big focus for us right now is getting the input system feeling right on PC. There are a lot of components to good FPS control on PC, including fully remappable controls, minimal input latency, broad device support, and more. We're also focused on adding some advanced input functionality and are currently testing out the ability to create custom mouse acceleration curves. This will allow very detailed tuning possibilities for mouse movement that many should be excited about. The next question. Can you share a few details about some of your recent accomplishments and milestones? George states. We're working on a major overhaul to the MCC user interface. We've completed the visual designs for the new system, but the rollout of this new UI will be gradual. It's an incredibly labor-intensive task to replace the old system and have it work alongside the new tech, but it will be worth it. The new UI will bring a lot of benefits to players. Aside from the fresh lick of paint, the interface has been improved so that it works well with both mouse and gamepad. We're also looking at restructuring the menu so that it supports the new features we're adding to MCC. The next question. What's next in terms of big deliverables and milestones? George states... Looking ahead to future milestones, one of the new features we're delivering is a progression system for MCC. Initially, it will be a straightforward and familiar system that allows players to track their Halo gameplay experience and unlock rewards. Our plans for progression are much wider, however, and we have a few things up our sleeve that we hope will really engage the whole Halo community. And The final question. Anything you might want to share about the studio day-to-day, etc.? George states... Since starting our partnership with 343 3 Industries, we've been pretty hyped. Halo is a great franchise to work on, and since we're also big PC gamers ourselves, we feel privileged to be able to bring the series onto a platform we love. And while it's challenging work, it is a lot of fun, especially around playtest time. We try to get as much of the team involved in playtests as possible, but we're very quickly found that our best players are dominating others, so to find some real competition, we think a studio v. studio tournament is in order. What do you reckon, 343? Winner gets pizza. Oh, the pizza again. <laughs> the pizza again. Um, so yeah, there was a nice little interview. You get a little bit more of an inside scoop as to what is going on there, how their development process is. So that's why I wanted to include that in the show. Um, next up within the article, Halo PC Pillars. When building games, there are different frameworks people use to communicate the vision for that game to the team and to our community. One way to communicate the vision is through a series of pillars that clearly articulate priorities of the game, along with the uh, along with uh, attributes that support each pillar. When we began planning on the PC version of MCC, we set out to define our pillars. The three defining principles we are focusing on are three key pillars, PC Native, Legacy, and Engaging and Evolving. So for the PC Native pillar. Being PC-native means that we deliver a best-in-class PC shooter as measured by PC gamers that require the following specifics. Controls. A robust action mapping options, great mouse and keyboard input across the entire game, low input latency by leveraging raw input and latency validation via slow-motion cameras, support for a broad set of mouse and gameplay options. PC-native UI. Updated UI controls familiar to PC users, robust video and game options that allow users to tailor the experience of their hardware, support for FOV sliders to the extent each game can realistically support, and text chat. Runs on a variety of hardware and takes advantage of what there is of what is there in both UI and gameplay. So, a range of resolution and aspect ratio support for monitors. 4K plus resolution, native aspect, native aspect ratio support from 4 or 3 up to 21 by 9 ultra wide. G-Sync and FreeSync support high refresh rate support, uh, mice both high and low DPI, multiple styles of keyboards, video cards both dedicated and integrated, X-input supported controllers, and loading optimizations. And finally, high quality window handling, borderless full screen, flexible window resizing, gracefully handles keyboard shortcuts such as alt tab and alt enter, etc. Using a combination of competitive analysis, internal team play testing, pro team testing, usability testing, and flighting, We are iterating on great controls and building a PC-native experience. Our goal is that we can deliver on the gameplay experience that makes Halo unique while meeting the expectations of modern PC shooter players in terms of usability and game feel. For control and option settings, we are experimenting with a variety of mouse and keyboard values. We have built a custom settings app while uh, while we update the option settings menus in the main UI. Next, the legacy pillar. Being true to legacy means that we do not change the core gameplay of Halo unless we are fixing bugs or making small, modern quality of life adjustments that can benefit both mouse and keyboard players, as well as controller players. One such example is the discussion around how to handle movement and crouch interactions. We have heard feedback from internal playtests that for a modern shooter, there is an expectation of better support when transitioning between standing, moving, and crouch. This issue demonstrates the tension between our legacy and PC native pillars. And is only one of the many issues that is likely to put pillars in conflict with each other. As we discuss as we discover more and more of these issues, we will make decisions based on a combination of data, community feedback, and prioritized design goals to deliver the best experience across input methods, play styles, and player expectations. Once we begin flighting the game to a larger audience, we will continue listening for thoughts on this issue and see if there are additional reasons to move forward or to discard this idea to see if it fits with our legacy pillar. We also need to be mindful of the fact that while uh, We will have players who prefer a mouse and keyboard for Halo and other players who who will prefer controllers. We want both of these player types to be able to play the game together in the same match and for them to feel as if they were on a relatively equal footing. There will naturally be some differences in feel and expectations for different input methods, such as the strength of of aim magnetism. Whenever we have tested a Halo PC title with any audience using a mouse and keyboard, the expectation is that aim magnetism is disabled. On controller, the opposite is true and some degree of aim magnetism is needed for controller players to com- compete effectively and for Halo to play the way it does on console. We want to minimize differences in gameplay between input methods, which support our engagement pillar. So, as we already imagined, that's going to be a pain in the ass to try to dial in. The aim magnetism for controller, and then the lack thereof to completely, complete removal for mouse keyboard players, right? That's going to be very, very tough. Um, but then again, I feel like Apex Legends does it okay. Is there, is there magnetism with controller on Apex? I guess I don't know for sure. I've seen on Twitter. I think people have said yes, slightly. I don't know. I should pay more attention. Um, and then finally the engaging and evolving pillar for us, the engaging and evolving pillar encompasses several things. And for the purposes of this blog, we are referring to the need to build for growth and ways for people to play together across input methods. Our engagement pillar also encompasses the beginning of our journey to evolve MCC over time. Because we are updating older games, adding NFO V slider will naturally have some limitations to the range that is possible in the short term. In the longer term, we may be able to include a wider range of values. Some of the other PC native additions, such as higher framerate, may take additional time as we learn about the side effects of rolling these features out, and they may need more time to cook in the flighting rings before going out into the full retail audience. Making the UI for MCC more flexible for the variety of monitors and aspect ratios on PC will also take some time, and we will prioritize the areas that impact the core user experience core flows before moving into less frequently visited areas. We will make a better game together, and we hope you will come along with us on this journey and share your experiences and feedback. Our engagement pillar also encompasses our all-new progression system. Our goal is to deliver a system that captures the spirit of progression in Halo Reach, but delivers it in a more modern way. Think leveling, seasons, and unlocks. More details will be coming in a future blog. Please look forward to it. We're almost done with the article here. Next up, a positively passionate postums. After many months of planning and years of preparation, we are happy to announce a brand new Halo support site. To improve how we listen to the community, we have built an entirely new support page that will eventually replace our Halo Waypoint support forums for specific titles. Participants of the Halo Insider program will be the first to interact with Halo support and work with us as we move towards providing these new tools for the entire community. The goal of this is to allow for an all-inclusive place for players to share high volumes of feedback, submit streamlined tickets around technical issues and bugs, and provide informative articles and resources to keep players up-to-date on known issues and development priorities for Halo titles. There's a whole lot of science behind this effort in the community team, publishing team, and user research team, Halo Infinite's director of Player Voice and overall studio leadership team are all very excited to let the community take it for a test drive. We'll be flighting the new Halo support portal in parallel with the game flights as we iterate, improve, and expand to prepare for prime time at retail launch. And finally, Halo Insider Update. While the 343 publishing team and our partners at Splash, Damage, and Ruffian have made great progress... There is still a number of items to work through before we feel we're ready for the first public flight. While flights are obviously work-in-progress builds, they do require a certain level of polish and functionality to ensure that players can have a successful, enjoyable session, and that the team is able to get the data they need to validate the flight. While a lot of technical work commences, our internal pro team and the test team are continuing to participate in regular playtests with a specific focus on the feel and the mouse and keyboard controls. One of the technical areas that's still being worked on uh, through is finalizing the process of generating an appropriate build and then ensuring that a player on Steam is able to acquire the build. This also includes being able to add specific content in a build while cleanly removing content that isn't needed. This helps keep the overall build size down and keeps players focused on the specific areas and activities tied to the goals for the flight. There's also a lot of work happening around the security of these builds. We need to ensure that the build is tied to the correct user and that it can't be accessed or operated outside of the intended channels and processes. There's also a matter of telemetry, specific code that needs to be added to the build to provide critical data to help validate the flight. For example, if a flight goal is tracking average time to match and match success rate, we need to ensure that the client and servers are set up to properly report this data to our team. This gets more complex as the flight goals expand. Eventually, I can imagine the team will want to understand how insiders are interacting with custom key bindings and how mouse and keyboard players are faring against controller players. A lot of work is also still underway on the PC-specific UI, as you saw in Max's section above. We can't solicit valuable feedback on the controls or how authentically PC it is if we don't have all those areas implemented yet. And as another reminder, please remember that when flighting does begin, it will start small and grow over time. The number of interested Halo insiders far exceeds what we can realistically accommodate in the earlier rounds of flighting. But our hope is to continue growing and expanding over time with the goal of all eligible insiders eventually getting a chance to participate. There you go. Again, there is even more to that article. It's included in the show notes. Go give the full thing a read if you're interested. But I thought those were the most pertinent points at this point in time. So, in other words, the flight is not available yet for insiders. I imagine this month it will be. They said they wanted to have it at the end of April or in April. That didn't happen. I imagine it's going to be in May. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see. And will, do you have any comments on that before we move on?
1: It's uh, it's great that they're updating us rather than leaving us in the dark while things get pushed back and moved around. It's, yes. it's good, just good to know because otherwise everyone would be screaming, what happened to the end of April? And they you know, nothing.
0: I agree completely. They're getting ahead of it. It's yes. good. Um, next up, up how about some competitive news? First and foremost, Skirmish announces Skirms. This is over by, uh, from Matty Rums over at New Combo. Shout out to Maddie Rums and New Combo. You guys are great. And I quote, Skirmish has announced a new program that rewards players for winning a custom match or Skirm using their platform. Points can be redeemed for things like Amazon gift cards, Astro headsets, or HyperX keyboards. For each win, you'll receive 50 points. Register on the Skirmish uh, site and click on Skirms to create or join a match. It costs nothing to register and play, so there's no reason not to. Hell yeah. Do it up. Next up, Will, this is what I was hinting at before. The Bad Guys $1,000 BTB Challenge by Halo 3 Community. This is a uh, Google Doc. I'm going to read for you. Here we go. The Bad Guys $1,000 BTB Challenge, sponsored by BRY. Warning. Read the following rules before accepting this challenge. All rules are presented up front. Failure to comply with these rules, such as not having all Halo games downloaded, may result in a disqualification. If any issue is taken with these rules during a challenge in progress, it isn't our problem. Do your homework. I like this. Clear, concise, and to the damn point. This is good shit. Okay. We're the bad guys. A Halo team hosting a $1,000 big team battle challenge sponsored by BRY in custom game settings. This is your opportunity to play a 1K free roll with no strings attached. All you have to do is show up. Challenges are meant to be difficult, and this is no exception. So here are the rules if you and your friends want to earn an easy grind. Or an easy grand with a winky face. Number one, play us in a best of 11 series. Two, all maps, game types, and team colors will be picked by us. <laughs> oh, I wonder what that means for team colors. Like what? Okay. Are they pink or something? Right. Like, like what? What does that even mean? Um, number three, all games will be played on our host. All hosts will be US hosts. Number four, challenging team must download all Halo titles. This is a mainly Halo 3 challenge, but other Halos will be played. Number 5. Maps, game types, and replays will be decided upon the bad guys' discretion. Number 6. No cheating, no DDoSing, or standbying. Obviously. Number 7. No smurfing, playing on alternate accounts. Elites are permitted, however. Number 8. Both teams are permitted 12 unique players and a maximum of 2 player substitutions per game. Prize money will be distributed evenly amongst all participating challengers. Example, 8 players earn $125 each, 10 earn $100 each, etc. Number 9. If a player lags out in the middle of a game, the game will continue on. The team with the missing player will invite anyone who is ready to be subbed in as quickly as possible. Custom game lobbies with 16 players are rarely stable, and we can speak from experience that lagouts and disconnects are not uncommon. This will not count towards your substitutions. If you think you're up for the challenge, message LegitSky, or B-R-Y, on the following social media platforms. Good luck, and remember, it's more fun to be the bad guy. So, for Xbox, you can message LegitSky, L-E-G-I-T-S-K-Y, all one word. On Twitter, it's at LegitSky underscore, again, all in one, or at Halo3Community, with the number three. Twitch is at LegitSky underscore, or at Halo3. Man, what it would be to have that tag on fucking Twitch. Like, you're you're literally Halo 3. How crazy is that? Isn't that fucking cool? But yeah, I thought that was really cool that, like, they're doing that tournament. $1,000 BTB challenge. All the cards are, like,
1: stacked in their favor, though. They're host. They get to choose map,
0: game type. They said no challenge is easy. Alright? So... I mean, they, they got to make it interesting. Right. And they did. They said all modes, too. I wonder what that entails. Probably
1: like if it's capture the flag slayer. S- Fiesta. Super Fiesta.
0: <laughs> I'm excited. I'm really excited for this. I think it's going to be a good time. Um, I hope they just throw some like weird ass curveballs in there. Just to be like, what the? F- okay.
1: Low grav or something. Yes.
0: Just throw something in there. Something weird. Oh, man. Um. All right, next up. The DreamHack Dallas announces a $5,000 free-for-all. We hinted upon this earlier in the episode. This is a tweet from DreamHack Halo, and I quote, What's this? A Halo 3 free-for-all side tournament coming to DreamHack Dallas? $5,000 up for grabs? Sign-ups on site will open on the morning of June, uh, June 1st. First come, first serve basis. You won't be able to participate if you're still in the main tournament. More info to come. Womp womp. Um, next up. The next HCS Grassroots members have been announced. This is a a Halo Waypoint post. I almost had a tweet. It's a Halo Waypoint post over from HCS. And the two individuals are, or should I say organizations are, Europa Halo and GT Halo. In other words, Greater Toronto Halo. Congratulations to you guys. You guys are fantastic. You already know that. And uh, it's good that you guys are getting representation that you should be getting in the first place. Um, so yeah, congratulations. Next up, the AGLA American Griffball League of America All-Stars and Player Awards have been announced. This is a post over by Rage over on PlayGriffball.com. And I quote, Hey everyone, as the AGLA Winter League 19 season comes to a close, it's time to recognize the players who have played exceptionally well throughout the season. In addition to the All-Star team, we have a variety of awards players can win, including the Best Tank, Best Runner, MVP, and more. The AGLA Winter League 19 All-Stars, the All-Star team was selected with a two-step process involving captains' nominations and public voting. Team captains were allowed to nominate update players to the All-Star team, excluding their own teammates to avoid a very clear bias. The administration then took the most commonly nominated players and awarded them the first roster spots on the All-Star team. The remaining players that were nominated were added to the public voting poll to decide the remaining roster spots. A total of 10 players made the All-Star team, 5 of which were selected by majority nominations, and others by voting. Here is your AGLA Winter League 19 All-Star team. You have Rage War Nerd from Shadow Realm, Silva from Rooster Bucks to Blow, I'm Shad from Our Lady Tuna, Digital Pain from Way to Fail, iRobot9000 from Straight Griffin, silentnd one from Shadow Realm, El Diablo 230 from SML08 All Stars Plus Kazink Gilded Grams from Straight Griffin, Saints the God from Our Lady Tuna, and AJ De Juice Main from Rooster Bucks to Player Awards This season, award uh winners were chosen by the administration. The usual awards have been around for years, uh that have been around for years are present except for the top sword of the season due to an inability to accurately record sword statistics. Due in part to the lack of a Top Sword Award, the administration has added six new player awards to further recognize players who have stood out in a unique way. Here are your award winners for the AGLA Winter League 19 season. MVP is Silva from Rooster Bucks to Blow, League Champion, 20 goals, with a plus 352 spread, a 1.31 KD, 57 total sprees, and 74 carrier kills. Best Tank, Rage More Nerd from Shadow Realm, A plus 498 spread, a 1.5 KD, 65 total sprees. You had the best runner, iRobot9000 from Straight Griffin, 60 goals, 3.33 per game. Crazy statistic. The best hybrid, Silva from Rooster Bucks to Blow, second winner. Uh, League champion, 20 goals. We already talked about all that. Best defender, El Diablo, 230 from SML08 All Stars plus Kysik. 89 carrier kills. Defended quite a few people. Playoff MVP, Silva. Again, from Rooster Bucks to blow. With nine goals. And a 1.39 KD in the playoffs. 46 carrier kills all in nine playoff games. Crazy. Unsung Hero, the MVP among players who miss playoffs. It's Rain and Men's from TBD. With a plus 128 spread, a 1.15 KD, and 47 carrier kills. The Rising Star Award goes to Blootsy from Never Let Go with 9 goals, uh, plus 150 spread, a 1.15 KD, and 34 carrier kills. The Most Improved Award goes to Mungo Pungo from Our Lady Tuna. The Most Underrated Player Award goes to Elementary from Collateral Damage with a 1.13 KD and 22 carrier kills. And last but not least, the final award for Comeback Player of the AGLA American Football League of America, Winter League 19 season goes to. Can I get a drum roll, please, Will? Trick from We Respect Hoes with a Z with a plus 303 spread, a 1.29 KD, 46 total sprees, and 40 carrier kills. Here are your statistical leaders from the Winter League 19 season. Most goals iRobot 9000 with 60, the Corn Ninja with 58, and Priest XYZ with 47. Highest KD, Ragemore Nerd with a 1.5. I'm Shad with a 1.45, and Digital Pain with a 1.34. Most medals, Digital Pain with tw- 2,045, but Diablo with again 200- 2,045. So it was a tie there, and then Rage More Nerd with 1,935. Most multi-kills, Silva with 351, Active Hate with 335, and Rage More Nerd with 324. Most carrier kills, El Diablo with 89, Silva with 74, and Ace B Silent ND1 with 61. And finally, Total Sprees, Rage More Nerd with 65 and 5 Killing Frenzies, Silva with 57 and 1 Killing Frenzy, Trick with 46 and 1 Killing Frenzy, and AJ DeJuice Main. With 46 and one killing frenzy. Congratulations all the winners. But, Will, we're not quite done yet with the AGLA. Because, Will, we have the AGLA American Griffball League of America Summer League 2019 draft league signups that are currently open. This is a post by RageOnBlakeGriffball.com again. And I quote, Hey everyone. It's time for another season of the American Griffball League of America. And it's the first time in league history, this season is going to be a draft league. This means you don't need a full team to sign up. Simply fill out the sign up form for yourself and you're in the draft pool. If you would like to be a draft captain, there's an application in the sign up form. Once captains are chosen by the administration, a draft order will be determined by the, and the draft will begin immediately after. The draft offers players a chance to be on new teams and new, with new players, ranging from the newest members of the community to 10-year veterans who have been around since the earliest years of the league, so don't miss out. Don't forget to join the community Discord. The league lives and runs on Discord. Sign up for the AGLA Summer League 19 Draft League in the form that's included in the article, also in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show, and you can join their Discord. We have a link there as well. For maps and game types, all maps can be found in the Run, uh, whoa, Jesus, what? Run, N-O-K, Yard, Run, MCC Halo 3 File Share. It's in the article. You can find it there. Don't take my word for it. Uh, Press X on the roster page, select your name in the My section, select Find Player, type in the name to download the courts. The new standard 4v4 court is Foundry Court, and the new AGLA live stream and NH Court with Teleporter starts is AGLA Foundry. Okay. The default game type can be found in Ragemore Nerd MCC Halo 3 file Share. The default game type is AGLA Griffball. No changes there. Rosters. Team captains will be selected by the administration among the players who applied in signups. Teams will have a roster consisting of five players, subject to change based on signups. Captains are responsible for drafting their team, communicating with other captains to schedule matchups, and reporting games. Trades rules are yet to be determined, more info to follow in the coming days, and any player may substitute in-games if agreed upon by the opposing team's captain. Additional sub-rules will be announced in the near future. Regular Season Once rosters are finalized, teams will notify the administration the specified days that they are available to play. The full regular season will be created by the administration after the draft is completed. Games are almost always scheduled Monday through Thursday between 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If your schedule is limited to weekends, it is unlikely you'll be able to play in league games. Games are expected to start promptly at the scheduled time. Teams are expected to arrive in a timely manner to not delay the start of the game, as games will often be played back-to-back on the same night. Teams are expected to wait at least 15 minutes for the other team to show up. Afterwards, teams can either wait or get off and reschedule a later time reschedules will be allowed at a limited capacity. Guidelines and reschedules will be explained in depth in the coming days. As long as you effectively communicate with other captains, you will be fine. Neutral hosts will be standard but not required. Teams will use an on-court host if neither team can find an NH. Lobby leaders will always have hosts in MCC custom games. The last week of the regular season, will have zero games scheduled to, allow, t- to uh, allow team to play any rescheduled matchups. The playoffs. Playoff rack will be created immediately after the last regular season is concluded. The number of teams in playoffs will be determined after signups, dependent on the number of teams. All playoff series will be best of three. Player awards will be awarded based on regular season performance. And for the league administration, you have Ragemore Nerd, who's a co-founder and admin. You have Sonic Nachos, co-founder and webmaster. Silva is an admin. Thumping Hawk is an admin. Active Hate is an admin. And Priest XYZ is an admin. Will, that's it for the news. It was a lot of reading. But we got through it together. It was a lot for you. It was. But there was a lot of information in there. A lot of worthwhile information yeah. in there. Um, but yeah, Will, without further ado, would you mind uh, giving us a recap of the tournaments that took place? All right. Yeah,
1: let's start off with the Halo Draft League weekly match results. We had Platinum's Best go up against Snowballing Turtles. It went was a 3-0 to Platinum's Best. FTP went up against SVP Coaches. 3 0 to FTP. FTP also took on Where's Venzi. uh, Another 3 0 to FTP. Scars versus Bronze Boys. 3 0 to Scars. Your By Week versus Manipulative Smurfs. 3 1 to your By Week. Scarecrow Boat versus SVP Players. 3 0 to Scarecrow Boat. And we also had Addy Estates take on Shooketh Squaw. um, 3 1 Addy Estates. Wasted Potential took on Shooketh Squaw again. 3-0 win for Waste of Potential due to a forfeit. Where Were You Shooketh? Um, The Flight went up against TLC Gaming. 3-1 to TLC. Reborn versus Bed Bath Beyoncé. 3-2 to Reborn. Close game. Addy Estates took on Tall. 3-0 to Addy Estates due to Tall forfeit. Uh, Snowball and Turtles went up against Scarecrow Boat. 3-2 going to Snowball and Turtles. And that's it for Halo Draft League results this week. Very nice. We had the Team Respawn 2v2 Fire and Ice Halo Wars 2 tournament results. First went to EOD Spartan Seb and Kenzovs. Second went to BTC Hosticide and J Spartan. Third through fourth, we had Power Moes and Super Squid. We also had War Child and Dorito AK-47. Fifth through eighth, Crouch Casual and Aimable Cloud. We had Will Kill Oil and Nas Dubsteps. Dream for Life, Thunder Metal 84. Peekaboo Returns with Slacker Returns. 9th through 10th included Mercenary and Mercenary Kenny. Then we had Delta Take Cover and Breezy 1998. Moving on to the DreamHack Qualifier number 3 results. First place went to Infinite. Second went to Tox. Third and fourth was GMS and Elevate. Fifth through eighth, Mason Minotaurs, Lux Gaming, those goofy goobers, Side Effect. Ninth through 16, we had I I don't know what your t- team name stands for. Maybe you guys should figure that out. I'd <laughs> like to know. Um, we also had team TBD, Infinite Academy, RBG Esports, Denial, Ultimate, and Mean Machines bracket will be included within the google doc in the show notes
0: so someone had wondered what happened to team reciprocity and i think maddie rum said that he believed Snipedown down was sick
1: oh so maybe he had to leave forfeit or just didn't compete well be based
0: on being sick i don't know but yeah they didn't place well at all no. in that qualifier so wah, wah.
1: who knows moving on to the europa halo team takedown tournament results First place went to Mock Mock, which included Looney, Batchford, Squashy, and Doodle. Second went to Stolly Dagger, which included Alpha 5, Kimbo, SLG, and Shabby Dagger. Third and fourth was Valid Esports, which included Crossman, Hercules, Here's to Know, and Carby. And then also Generation Miracle, Legend Z, Sitka, Kronos, and Novel Capote. Fifth through eighth, not so vicious, included Desire, Luckless, Havoc, and Outcast. Team 4 cards was I think it's supposed to be newbie, KL4s, Broken Prom and Nate Strafes, Kugel Scriber included Through, Assault, Robber's Daughter, and Invasion, and then Les De l' Del. Le Space. What? Uh. <laughs> Quinzucka. Nap Time. Musa. And. Exajad. Yeah. Going Zumas. With- Zumas. You said Musa. I did say Musa. Yeah. I'm like Zumas. Whatever. It's close. <laughs> just rearrange some letters, you know. Yeah, just rearrange. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just rearranged letters. So fucking do work. It's
1: Zuma. Okay. Got it. Got it. And. That's it for Europa Takedown. That does it for Tournament Recaps for the week.
0: Very nice, Will. Thank you very much for reading through those. I appreciate you.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate (laughs) you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, he took Uh, a second there, like, how (laughs) the fuck do I respond to that? what do I
1: say? What? 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 I, uh, put me on the spot here. It's okay. Apparently my mind's just not working today. I'm, I'm rearranging letters. I'm
0: you know, it's it's a Sunday <sighs> afternoon. We got to go back to work tomorrow. Nobody wants... I mean, there are people that enjoy their job, but like, do you really want to go back to work tomorrow? We don't want to go back to work tomorrow. But it is what it is. We have more Halo to talk about, though, because it's time for our weekly topic coming to us from the man Duststorm himself of Podtacular. Unpopular opinions, but we put a little twist on it. Competitive Halo edition. So, again, we talked about unpopular opinions on a different episode before. Um, This time, we thought we'd put a little spin on it. Competitive Halo. This is what you guys had to say. So, on Discord, Voodoo states, I miss Boss Nasty. So, at first, I didn't know who Boss Nasty was. Okay? So, I did a little digging. I did a little research. And, uh, he was a toxic individual. A very toxic individual. Um, So that... There you go. Um, Silo states, I think not liking the way the... uh, I think not liking the way the grassroots program has been handled is a fairly common opinion. However, it may be unpopular that I would rather see the budget for major events decrease, so more can be invested in actual grassroots efforts. Assuming 2v2 plays well in Halo Infinite and I mean it's as good as Halo 1, Halo 1 2v2, I'd be fine with moving to a 2v2 format for events. Wow. Okay. That's the first time I've ever heard anyone say that. Um, well, he still goes, though. I don't know if this is unpopular, but I think the addition of playing old games at an event is the best feature of going to an event, and the HCS maybe haven't utilized it fully. But it's awesome regardless. MLG used to do this sometimes, so it's not completely new, but relatively new during modern HCS events. Mainly it's been Halo 1 or Halo 3, but offering opportunities for older players to play their favorites or newer players to discover older games. This is a phenomenal aspect of recent events that I don't see uh, talked about often, and I hope it continues. Originals are always better, but I understand why MCC has been used at times. If MCC is fixed to the point where it's considered acceptable over original games, I doubt it'll ever be. Uh, they could potentially convince older communities to fly out to events for newer games, but with the promise of easily being able to land their favorites. Okay. The 2v2 thing, I think, no. No. Uh, sorry, Silas. I do not agree with that statement at all. That's why it's his hot take. It's It's exactly why it's an unpopular opinion. Um... But yeah I'd be fine with there being side like side two v two tournaments though sure like absolutely at least include it, but i think four v four is at least because we we're talking it's gonna be eight v eight so i mean that that's already yeah right <laughs> no i i can i would see it being four v four standard though, but I would love to have side tournaments of being a smaller capacity um but yeah and then the the grassroots funding i think we're gonna be talking about grassroots in a little bit here. Like further on in these unpopular opinions, so we'll come back to that, but I agree. Um, Five show states advanced movement is the way of the future. The slow paced movement is only liked by a small percentage of the community. This is very evident by just looking at the amount of content being produced, viewership during events, sponsors of events, and the overall competitive player base shrinking. Will. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Um being a Halo 5 guy
1: yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think advanced movement needs to stay.
0: I I agree. At least sprint.
1: At least, yeah, something. They slow pace movement only being liked by a small percentage of the community. I'm not sure about that. Um, I feel like it's a decent amount of people actually like the slow pace movement. But then again, it's not really slow pace movement. It's just faster walking speed. Um, but if if you go back to that four infinite. The spectating and drawing people in that way from events might diminish because they're going to be like, oh, this is slow moving. This isn't as exciting. I'm going to go watch COG.
0: Right. And the other thing is, is that, so Splitgate, Arena Warfare or whatever, just went into open beta. I played the closed one. I didn't care for it. It's not my thing. But like everybody says, oh, it's a mix between Halo and Portal, right? You know what that game has? Sprint. You know what that game has? Jetpack. So, are we just going to completely negate the fact that, like, and, the, and older Halo pros are liking it? Sure. And I'm like, okay, so, do we really not like Sprint? Or are we just saying we don't like Sprint, but we actually don't mind it? Because, yes, Splitgate is a completely different game, but you can tell it's heavily influenced by this. So, it has Sprint. I agree. Advanced movement needs to stay. Um, King Abyss states, I honestly don't like the slow movement. Go figure. Uh, also with Halo 3, a lot of the AM players aren't trying to compete at Dallas or future events because if you aren't part of the top four teams, GMS, Tox, Rec, Lux, or even Denial or Status Quo, you aren't going to be in the Grand Finals. Okay. I mean, I'm guaranteed there are going to be a lot of people that com- that compete at Dallas because A, it's an open event, and B... Um, it's like, this is the last major announced Halo 3 tournament taking place. So this is where I think I've seen so many people on Twitter, on Reddit, all over the place saying like, they're going just to see people, you know, they're going just to hang out. It'll be like a giant party. Everybody's going to have a great time. Reminisce all that stuff. Like that's, so I do think there are going to be a lot of people there. And I do think there are going to be a lot of people there competing, but We'll just have to wait and see because it's not that time yet. Um, Fisor states, let's hope Dallas is the end of the Halo 3 competitive for good. Your thoughts? Oh, you're asking... Okay, I was going to ask you. Um, You know... You know my roots with 3. I love watching it regardless. I'm going to say this. I thought that that HCS Invitational was one of the greatest events the HCS has ever put on. Like, to be completely honest with you, the HCS invitational to me was up there with some of the best MLG events that have been put on. The production value, the the side things that were going on, the constant um the constant viewer engagement, I felt like that was a great tournament. Then we had Gamers Forgiving, right? Where there was a there was a Halo 3 tournament there, but that wasn't the main emphasis of the event. Okay? So, that was the last semi-big one, and we haven't had anything major in between that time. So, I've just been, I've been drained. Like, I want something new. And so, I think that once DreamHack Dallas comes around, and like, I'm watching Halo 3 competitively again, and I'm watching these top teams, and all this, and I'm listening to the banter of the casters, so on and so forth, I'll be back into it. It'll be like, nothing's changed. It'll be like, oh, it's the greatest thing in the world. I'm so glad this is back given a month after the fact, if they don't announce anything in between then and Infinite, it's going to be like, well, shit. I'm just ready for Infinite at this point. You know, I'm not going to beat around the bush. It's not, I'm not going to say that I want this to be the last Halo 3 event because we don't know what's coming after the fact. I could do with more. I'll take more. I just want more. I want more events. I do. What about you? I, I mean, I can kind
1: of agree. For me, watching, I've said it before, I can see where, like, people thought Halo 3 was more competitive because it is slow; it's technically slower moving. Um, you have to jostle for position a little bit more. Um, but the constant battle that it is to get position yep. makes it feel a lot slower. Right.
0: And there's a lot more stalemates in Halo 3 matches.
1: Yeah. And, and that's stalemates don't. Cause for great viewing.
0: Why do you think they got rid of CTF on Fathom?
1: Because it same thing. Re, constant replays, constant yep.
0: stalemates. Fuck that.
1: Um. So yeah, I would be happy if, but I just don't know. Halo Five didn't do well for the competitive scene. Halo Three is just kind of like, oh, let's have something in the meantime while we wait for Infinite. But if maybe if they had more events going on, it would be better
0: right if they had like a little bit bigger of a roadmap planned out yeah but i guess because like what europa halo put out their entire 2019 roadmap yeah like that's fantastic if we had something like that for the hcs i mean call of duty does it too
1: but that's the that's the thing with hcs isn't technically a thing right now they're supporting other which is funny because they organizers. came back
0: into the invitational Right. It's like, hey, we're not doing tournaments anymore. Oh, we have a special announcement coming up. Oh, hey, we're doing this. Like I get the reasoning. I actually I thought about this. Here's here's a hot, here's a fucking hot take for you. Or here's an unpopular opinion for you. Um The HTS grassroots program was created be- when the, because they wanted to have tournament organizers represented, right? The HCS grassroots program was created so that the HCS didn't have to do anything until Infinite came out.
1: I mean, that's technically what it is,
0: right? That's what it
1: feels like. They're supporting these other tournament organizers to put on their events.
0: Right. But how how funny that they do this right at the end of Halo 5's life cycle, right at the end of the HCS Halo 5 season Mm -hmm. that they decide, hey, don't worry, we care about our community. Because we're coming out with this program where, as it currently, from the outside looking in, looks like, you just get emblems and nameplates. Here you go! So, I... I... I'm happy the program exists. Don't get me wrong. But, when all that I'm seeing... No, wait. No, no because they put they they added the prize pool for gamers for giving, didn't they?
1: It sounds right, but I am not 100 on
0: that. And I'm trying to remember if they added to the prize pool of the uh Halo Classic. I think they did. So they've they've clearly helped out in other manners. But it's just it, it just seems to me like hey, the people on the HCS team are looking at it as well, hey, now we we can just sit back and relax and wait
1: they they went from being a worker to a manager that delegates
0: that is i could not have said that better i literally could not have said that better and that's shitty to me that that if like the perfect representation that you just stated i feel so sad thinking that but i i can't help but think it's true i really can't so i i hope i'm wrong and like i said i want The people want more things to do. Like, they want more... Now, the problem is... We talk about... Our show is based off community. Okay? Clearly. But, there are a lot of people out there, a lot of competitors out there, who only want to play in the big ones. Okay? Like, the, the, the professional player wants to play for the big stuff. Right, mhm, so I love talking about the community tournaments we're obviously going to continue doing, that's what we do, but you're not going to be seeing a lot of professional players competing in these grassroots tournaments because uh, it's not worthwhile for them, yeah,
1: I really miss talking about like worlds, yeah, and all the big players that come out for that that we we've known we've we've grown to know, yep over the, the life cycle of these different Halos and, um, you don't see as many of them right now. And it's because of what Josh said is that they want to play for those big prize pools or maybe they were getting their, their feet in Halo five and now it's back to Halo three and they don't want to transition back. Um, hopefully when infinite rolls around, they have a bigger plan and maybe, maybe that's what this is all about. Maybe the grassroots program is passing the buck for now, but, it's so they can better plan for infinite where they failed in five.
0: Right. that's what, that's definitely what I'm hoping for as well. And what I really want is, and I've said it multiple times before I want pro league back. I want week in week out matches that are casted because that continually drives viewer engagement. You always have something scheduled. The overwatch world league does it. The call of duty world league does it. The call of duty has pro league still. And they have an amateur section as well. Like that's infinite needs this. HCS needs to come back strong, like you were saying, Will, and hopefully that is what this is for the grassroots program. But at the same time, when the HCS comes back into full swing, I don't want them to put the grassroots by the wayside. They need to be continually engaging with them as well. Adding to prize pools, providing uh, gear, the name—sure, the nameplates. Who gives a fuck? But. They need to continually be with the grassroots members as well, because if you alienate them, like once HTS comes back in full swing and they don't talk about the grassroots people anymore, then what the fuck was the point?
1: And maybe the grassroots will be to continue to be con- uh, like to continue the the previous Halo game tournaments because there is there is a viewership out there for them. It's not as great as it may have once been. Oh, yeah.
0: As soon as Infinite comes out, they're no longer doing Halo 3.
1: But maybe that's what, like, maybe DreamHack has the Halo sure. 3 tournaments. Why not? HCS will put on your Infinite tournaments. You want to you wanna compete in Halo 3? Sure. DreamHack or, you know, UGC's got gotcha. you. Maybe that's how they continue it.
0: Sure. I'm down for whatever. As long as the grassroots people do not get alienated, that's all I care about. Um, went on for a little while there. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have Voodoo stating grassroots funding. Can't say they don't fund unless major events. Would love if they helped us Uh, for an EGLX. For example, they making it tough for anyone outside of the USA to grow as a player. I had conversation with both sides. EGLX was interested if HCS came on board, but their schedule was already packed. Whatever that means. So something planned, just sadly, we don't know. Uh, would have been great to have an event in Toronto. Eglx at a downtown venue now too. There's a reason you don't see any of us anymore at event, for events, etc. None of a, none of the other guys like Murray, T-Man, etc. want to do anything with Halo now. So there you go lack of funding. Um, Silo states I completely understand that it sucks, man. I had such high hopes for grassroots. Like I didn't think DreamHack would be considered grassroots. I was thinking Eglx, Beachland, NJ Halo, anything like that would be all be dope. That's what I thought was on the horizon. But nah, DreamHack gets it. Anything you want to add to that before we move on?
1: So The fact that
0: DreamHack gets it and
1: others get, don't? Gets funding? Gets prize pool funding? Ooh. Um, That gets difficult when you're looking at it from... So if you're looking at it from the HCS side, like DreamHack is established, they can put on an event.
0: And they, they've they've had dream hack events in the past. Like the HCS has had actual HCS dream hack events in the past.
1: Yep. Um it would be nice if they could support the the smaller tournament organize, organizers um in some way. But I think it's they, they put it out there after the first wave of applications came through that the grassroots program, you know, isn't sh- like for the smaller guys, they don't have just funding to give out. Right um
0: they can help out with uh equipment yeah stuff stuff like like that exposure
1: exposure yeah um but yeah when at first thought like when they announced the grassroots program yeah i wouldn't i didn't think there was going to be these big organizers organizers coming in to get that would be in the program now If you want the most exposure for your Halo tournament, wouldn't you want one of these bigger organi- organizers there to promote it and, you know, that's known? Um, get maybe higher attendance from people who are at the event for the weekend. Right. I don't know. Um, I'm not the one pulling the strings, so.
0: Yeah, it's a tough one for sure. But. Yeah, it's a tough one for sure. And I think the reason why, like, the Beachland. Isn't considered or isn't in consideration at this point, based off everything else that we've seen, is what they put on a couple events per year, right? One, maybe two events per year. And I think they're looking for like organizations that put out multiple events per year that have their roadmap set, so on and so forth. So I don't know. Mm. But then why EGC? Because they had one tournament. Yeah, they had these qualifiers, but... I have to look into that a little bit deeper. Um, Polsi states, Alright, I will keep this as short and to the point as I can before I may go off topic. Competitive Halo is at a terrible spot, but one thing it always will have is fans. I didn't like Sprint in Halo, but I still played it until I got to level 150. Right now, they need to widen the event, listen to what the people want, and support more people like the Beachland. Okay. Like Halo Classic, uh, had multiple Halos and did the marketing excellently. Fast movement is the uh, future of Halo because we've been doing it for so many odd years that the audience is used to that. If we took a step back from that, we would lose way more viewers than we already lost with Halo 3. Maybe do multiple Halos at an event, again, like just like Smash Bros. did. Uh, they would have three different Smash games at once at locals or majors, or let the people vote, or next up, uh, from that open tickets from each Halo... And whichever top two Halos make the most will get an event. The rest will get a refund. There are so many ideas that can help. We as a community can make that happen, but we have to want it. Just not sit here and hope for the best. I love hate you all. We've been dead before, but check it out, Maine. We still here. That's why I included all those AKAs at the end of Pula's name. Um, but yeah, it's... Yep. The thing I said about the HTS invitational is that we had, it had a lot more consistent viewership, right? Not large viewership, but the viewership that was there was consistent throughout the weekend. Okay? So I yeah, again, going back on it, increased movement is where it's gonna be. Dust would you what do you well, want to say? I was to gonna you?
1: say with with the invitational too. Yeah. I feel like the stable viewership had to do with the top six teams being there, and only the top six teams. Sure. What do people tune in for on Sunday? The big matchups. That's very true. All there was that weekend was big matchups. Yep. So I think that's that's what can drive viewership.
0: Yeah, so fuck all the other teams. Um... <laughs> No, but ser- no, I, I agree, though, because it's you're exactly right. When when you have a tournament that runs from fi- Friday to Sunday, right? How many people do you think watch the group stages compared to Championship Sunday? It's minimal. Exactly. Like it. Yes. All right. Dust Storm states this doesn't seem like an unpopular opinion, but quicker movement is the way the industry is going. Uh, so I can't see Infinite not having some sprint mechanism in it. Advanced movement, I think, is up for debate. Ground pound, although pretty cool. Shoulder bash and slide, I don't think are necessary for Halo. Movement has been consistently changing, but I feel like it needs to settle a little bit with Infinite to let fans of all Halo games feel like they can pick it up. So in other words, just sprint. Keep sprint or or keep increased movement speed and we're good. Dust, I agree. Um, I'd also like to see more rules on roster changes when it comes to official HCS seasons. Fucking Please. Uh, it's hard to root for a team when players change, uh, when players change teams every week or in, in between major events. It causes a lot of drama within the community and, as brought up on the show so often, leads to discussions on why this couldn't have happened or why that org dropped a person, etc. It also doesn't really help with developing that teamwork or making the pros mature and learn how to play with their teammates. You don't see a professional athlete swapping teams during the season, and if they have issues with their teammates, most of the time, they put it aside on the court and work together. I feel that... Letting people just jump around doesn't help develop maturity in the player or the team, bearing extraneous circumstances, obviously. Will, you've said that multiple times, where trade deadlines in professional sports, mm-hmm. the players aren't able to just go willy-nilly to whatever team they want. Like if a player doesn't like being on the twins, they can't just fucking up and go to the Yankees. Yep. You know? And and actually, a more recent example is we um LeBron was trying to get. I forgot which player it was, but LeBron was actively trying to get a player onto the Lakers. And like somebody's contract was about like coming up to, I, I think I can't remember the the full extent of this, but LeBron failed. He didn't get the player. So there you go. You can't just jump willy nilly wherever the fuck you want. Um, and yes, I agree wholeheartedly. We need roster deadlines And we need to, you can't just be able to change all the time. It's so fucking stupid. You can't expect, seriously. You cannot expect to win a grand final in a major tournament with a hodgepodge group of players that formed a team a few weeks in advance. I don't care how fucking good you are. No way is that happening. No way. So. Yes, roster deadlines, absolutely. Um, 343 should also take community feedback with a large grain of salt. I think it's fair to say that pros know how to break down games to their core fundamentals, but that is very different than developing one. I don't think it's a good thing to have core design input from competitive professionals into the design process except when it comes to feedback. Let the developers make the game that fits their design goals and use feedback to refine the execution. Huh. Okay. So, with the pro team at 343, I think Dust is saying that just have them there for feedback. That's y- it. Yeah. What, do you, th- what I, do you think, I, Will?
1: I can agree on that. Sure. Let the developers actually make the game. Let them develop? Yeah. And yeah. Like they said, used for refining. So, oh, maybe radar in socials a little too far out dial it back a little bit um change the position of this camel because it's too easy to go from top mid down over here to get it when you really should be pushing from these sides to you know refine the game that way um but yeah don't change what they're trying to do because pros aren't devs like he said
0: absolutely unless a pro is a dev but that's besides the point um (laughs) Finally, I think the grassroots movement needs to perhaps do more work to promote community competitive content and tournaments than necessarily having to partner with certain streamers or organizations. Take the Griffball, Europa Halo, or HWCL season finals. Why isn't 343 promoting those or shouting those out? Those are community curated tournaments that deserve some recognition for getting gamers to play their games. Be more supportive of the community without having to go. Uh, wait, be more supportive of the community without having to do it through official channels or when it's convenient. The community spotlight sometimes grabs these, but when you have a whole department within the studio to focus solely on competitive, there should be more proactive efforts to highlight these things. Sorry for the novel. A, it wasn't a novel. And B, I, I, loved that one. Yeah. 100%. That. Halo Wars 2. Competitive Halo Wars 2, Will. The literal only other person that I'm seeing post about these is postums on the 343 side of things. For a person that works at 343, the only person I'm seeing tweet about them is postums on his personal account. That's it. Duststorm's right. We didn't see anything for AGLA. We didn't see anything else for any Halo Wars 2 tournament. Via the Banish, Team Respawn, Uh, Breaking the Clutch, doesn't matter. Any of them didn't get anything except from Postums. Europa Halo. They never got anything either until now being a grassroots member. And even then, I'm not entirely sure if the HCS tweeted them out either. Okay, there's that. And yeah, they do need to do a lot better. They say that they're listening. I believe that they are listening for the most part. But they may be listening, but they're not reading the room correctly. In my mind. They're, you have, like, these people are taking times out of their days to to organize these, even if they're small events, it doesn't even fucking matter. People are taking time out of their day to compete, to spectate, to cast, to broadcast, to analyze, all these things. and they're not even given so much as a tweet. So. And Duststorm's right. There are people that are dedicated to, that's their job. It is their fucking job at that company. They don't even, they're, they just don't. So. I agree with you, Duststorm. Um, finally, Goalie Sniper states, Halo 5 was infinitely more entertaining to watch over older Halos. Okay, Justin, before we get any further into this, I hope is that, that a was, pun? I hope it was a pun. I fucking hope not. Justin, please no. Please, um, okay, back to his statement. It was fast and exciting. The sniper was actually entertaining to watch. I know headshots are way easier in 5, but damn, it was fun to watch someone take the sniper and change a game. I know Halo 3 is more setup-based and it takes more skill, but as someone who understands both games, Halo 5 is still more fun to watch. Yes. Will agrees, obviously. Um, Watching someone miss half their shots in a Halo 3 sniper and only get body shots isn't entertaining for stream. Halo 3 was cool to watch for the first few tournaments, but unfortunately the game is dated. I love the game, but it's dated. The industry has moved on to more fast-paced gameplay, and it's more fun to watch stuff always go on. Also, I don't like how the pros have as much of a say as to what they get to play. Settings and game types. It should be 343's choice with minimal outside input. I find it annoying how if the pros don't like a map or game mode, it's immediately gone. It's what stopped Halo 5's competitive life cycle from staying fresh with new maps and modes from coming in. The pros didn't like it, so it got pushed back. And they shit on anything new being added. But that's just my opinion. Okay. I'm going to quickly break this down. So Justin, let me just say this. Fathom CTF being removed from competitive. That needed to go away. I did not want to watch three replays in a row. And I know you're not calling out anything specific. But I'm just saying for the sake of this. I'm glad Fathom CTF went bye bye. Now. I am upset that when Oddball was first implemented, it was implemented very poorly. Okay? But, so in that case, I understand my pros shit on it. Because it was not good. Like, it just wasn't. But, I also think that a little bit of blame needs to be put on 343 for not implementing the mode at launch. Because... Remember what I talked about either last week or the week before. Halo Five didn't ship with big team battle, and now we're now we're getting a refresh on big team battle. Okay, Oddball was not at release on Halo Five either, and that was a mainstay. Like that, that should have been there from the get go. So maybe if it was implemented from the get go, then it would have worked a lot better and competitive because it was already there. But for the sake of this, I think the re I think it was good that it was removed and revamped and brought back because it just wasn't that great to begin with. But yeah, that's just, that's just my opinion. I'll,
1: I'll add on to that and just say, I get annoyed with just the amount of complaining that the pros do though. Like it's constant. It is they, a lot. They, they They rarely talk about the positive things. It's all about, oh, why, you know, why they don't like something. Right. Um, And I don't know if it's just because we're looking at it from the competitive sense, but it's to the point where competitive is almost, like, there's not a lot of fun in competitive for the pros. They're just competing to be competitive. Right. There's got to be, they got to make it so, there's some fun in there, like of course, getting sniper headshots get amped up about that, but i don't I don't I don't know there just seems to be a lot of negativity surrounding the competitive scene when it comes to that kind of thing,
0: yeah, there's a lot of negativity in a lot of competitive scenes based off things that they don't enjoy, and yeah is that is that then
1: on three, four three, where they just need to come down and just say, "Hey, this is the
0: competitive thing that we're putting out it's <laughs> It's got to be that way. But here's the problem though is that if you do that, right? If you just come balls hard down and say, "Nope, it is what it is." It is what it is. How many people leave? And then what happened to your competitive aspect? Because they were too much of a hard ass to do anything. And now I'm not saying that I'm not saying that players need to be critiquing every little fucking thing and being assholes about it because that's far from what I'm trying to say. It's just that there needs to be that The people that are playing your game competitively, right? They are keeping. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out here, okay? The developers create the game, Mm -hmm. right? The players are what makes those games continue on. Rainbow Six Siege, right? For Honor. There are dedicated player bases that want to continue playing that game and want to continue to see it getting better. Right? Therefore, at that point, developers start looking towards their communities and say, oh, what do you like? What don't you like? Like, What what can we do to better help you? What can we do to get you to keep playing our fucking games? Because that's what their job is. They need to keep you playing, because otherwise, you're not going to buy their sequel. You're not going to give a shit. Okay? So... Again, hear me out. Halo... 343 makes Halo 5. They release it. Competitive starts up. A lot better state than than Halo 4. A lot better. Okay? But there are a lot of critiques. At that point... And again, I don't know when exactly... The, the, the critiques probably started immediately. Let's be real here. But... 343 then takes a step back. assess the situation. Goes to the community. The people that are actively playing their game and say, Hey, what do you like? What don't you like? What can we do to help you keep playing our game? So I do think developers need to listen to their competitive communities for the competitive aspect of that game. An aspect in which the developer doesn't listen to the real competitive community of their game is Fortnite they listen to the casual base of that game because that is where their player base is. But for Halo 5, right now, it's... I don't know, it's its really tough. I—I I, All in all, I think devs need to listen to their communities. Casual or competitive doesn't fucking matter. They need to listen. Otherwise, nobody's going to play their game anymore.
1: There's a certain point, though, where it felt that Halo 5 was so influenced by the pros was you know, everything was critiqued for them.
0: Yeah. No, I agree I think with that it, too. It, it, I there do. has to be a middle ground. Um That's what I'm saying. There needs to be that there needs to be an open line of communication, but that's it. It's just an open line of communication. It can be a forum, it can be Twitter DMs, it can be whatever the fuck you want it to be. But as long as there's that open form of communication, and again, don't be an asshole about it. Like you've seen remember when we talked about weeks and weeks ago when I forgot who it was in the community, but they reached out and they're like, hey. Us as a group, we don't like where BTB is right now. Know how we're getting this refresh right now? Probably community feedback. That's yeah. what it came from. But the avenue in which those players went was way better than what these pros are doing or these amateurs are doing and just bitching. Okay. They went through. They made a document. I think they made a Google doc of everything. Yeah, they did. And they went through every point by point. Yeah, it was detailed. And they sent it to them. Clear, concise, to the point, not asshole. Right? That's what it was. Yeah. And they sent it to them and, and 343 probably looked at that and said, we hear you loud and clear. It's not going to change overnight, but damn it, we're going to do something. Because clearly you are passionate. Clearly you have thought this through. And you want to see this be better. And frankly, we want it to be better, so you keep playing our game. Mm -hmm. I just...
1: I hate hate the critiques where, like, it's just, you know, spring of shit.
0: Get it out of here. Right, right. That doesn't help anybody.
1: Yeah. It's frustrating.
0: It really is. It really is. Especially being on, like, in our shoes. Where we talk about this shit every fucking week. Like... (sighs) The fa- think about it this way. How many weeks now have we talked about sprint be no sprint?
1: Yeah, it's 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 a it's, it's a continuous topic. There. But I think like many people have said on our Discord, it's got to stay the advanced movement is the way of these
0: right. of these games. Or just faster movement. It, it yeah. this isn't a debate anymore. This doesn't need to be a debate anymore. This doesn't need to be a critique on the game. Reach had sprint guys. Halo 4 had Sprint natively. Halo 5 did as well. 343 wasn't the first people to put Sprint in a Halo game. It's not 343's fault. It's just the way the the genres move. It's it's the way things are progressing. Sorry. And frankly, if people are going to say, oh, we want classic Halo back. What's classic Halo? What is it?
1: Everyone has a different opinion on what classic Halo is even.
0: Every Halo game plays a little bit differently. Regardless of major changing mechanics like Sprint. Like, every Halo game plays a little bit differently. What's classic Halo? Is it just no Sprint? Is it... Removal of guns? Is it fall damage? Is it health packs? What's classic Halo? What does that even mean? What is what is that definition? I don't think you can put a definition on what classic Halo is because if you're if you're going to go by that then wouldn't classic Halo just be Halo 1? And that's it. Like that that's your classic Halo. Halo 2 is not classic Halo anymore, guys. It's not. Like I, what the fuck do you consider classic Halo? I'm going on a tangent right now. I'm sorry. You are.
1: You're wrong. Yeah, I'm
0: really sorry. Um I'll stop, but it's like Oh my god, dude. It makes me so frustrated that we're still... We still continually come back to sprint v. no-sprint when it's not even a fucking thing anymore. Who cares?
1: Move on. That's what I'm saying is, like, I wish people would just be more accepting of what a studio puts out. Yes. And not just go right to the message boards and complain because they don't like it. Right. Um, It gets... It gets tiring when... And I don't know, people There's there's so much like it has to be exactly like Halo 2. Well then why why would they create a new
0: game if it's exactly Right. Why Halo would they 2? make Halo 3? Which sold better. Yeah. <laughs> why would they make Halo 3? Are you fucking kidding me? You can you can like what you like. You can have your favorite Halo game. Nobody's taking that away from you. No one is. If you still love that game, guess what? It's still out there. You can still play it. It's always there for you. It, so, it's, <laughs> times are changing. Changes need to be taking place. Okay? Every Halo plays a little bit differently. They're not the same fucking game. None of them are. And yes, I shit on Reach all the time. All the time. But, I think the art style is fantastic. I think the customization options are second to none. I think that as soon as they removed Bloom, that game was, um, oh my God, a hundred times better than it was. I enjoyed playing that game's multiplayer once Bloom was removed. Like, Bloom was a mechanic that I was so hard against because that, that was my, it's the same issue I have with Fortnite, but even Fortnite was its own thing, okay? So I'm just going to stick with Halo here, okay? Yes, Sprint was added. Sprint's a game-changing mechanic, right? Bloom? When you have a mechanic that determines how shots get registered, that's where my line's drawn. That right there is where my line's drawn. You have not had anything like that in any previous Halo game. Okay? Never had anything like Bloom. When you introduce that, and it drastically changes the way the game is played. Like, yes, every Halo game plays a little bit differently, but this is drastic. Like... You can literally just miss shots. Your shots just won't register. You need to pace. It's it's a whole different thing. And I hated it. And I still do. I think Bloom is the worst thing they ever, ever implemented in, that, in the universe of Halo. But like I said, I shouldn't reach all the time. But as soon as they remove that, this game's not bad at all. That one mechanic was just... Oh, man. To me... To me, Sprint is not doing that to the other Halo games. It's not breaking anything. It's not ruining the experience for me. And frankly, I really don't think it's ruining the experience for anybody else. I just think people like to bitch, but that's, again, just my opinion. And there's probably people out there that say, yes, Sprint does ruin the experience for me. It's not Halo. Fuck off.
1: All right. We got a little off topic there, but do you have any unpopular opinions you have about
0: competitive Halo right now? Other than what I've already stated, I don't think so. No. What about you? Kind of already I'll said just, them all throughout Yeah, <laughs> we kind of went throughout it.
1: Um, I think Halo 5 is the best competitive Halo out there.
0: Ooh. That's what
1: I'll say. Nice. Okay. I, I mean... I, that was kind of my Halo hot take. Sure. When we did the general. Yep. But. In a competitive sense. There you go. In a, well, yeah. Sure. The. Maybe not from straight up competitive sense. Sure. It's not just straight point and shoot. There is some movement aspects. Yeah. But from a spectator standpoint. Oh, it's great. It's Best. Best Halo to watch competitively. Yes. Um. Now, I understand where people enjoy the other Halos because the slower movement, it does cause some sort of standoffs and you have more setups. Setups have to be established more prominently than Halo 5. But the fact that in Halo 3, if you see a team get a setup that's not broken, they steamroll the game. That could happen in Halo 5 too when you have other skill, like... You know, far skill levels playing against each yeah, other. But sure. um, I feel like in the previous Halos, when you're watching competitive, you can pretty much tell who's going to win based off how they're getting set up. And I don't know, it can go back and forth, but I feel like with Halo 5, just the the fact that it could change on, on a sniper pickup, a whole entire game can just change in the moment. Yeah. Makes it more exciting, more thrilling. And I, I just, it's what I enjoy personally. And you guys might think different differently, but it's, it's what I think about Halo 5. Going
0: in. I thought of one. Uh-oh. Competitive Halo viewership will never be what it once was, or anywhere near that. Unless 343 partners again with MLG. Mm. It will never get to where it was hmm. or where people expect it to be, unless MLGs with it.
1: Do you think that they will partner with MLG out of the gates for Infinite? Because that's the only way I see it.
0: They need to. They need to. They need to announce a pro league. I keep going back to it, but I'm not kidding. They need to announce it. They need to announce a strict partnership with MLG for their HCS events. Plain and simple. I'm not fucking
1: kidding. I can see that. Um, yeah, because with what they have right now is what they're considering grassroots is DreamHack and G for G and Yep, U- uh, UGC. They have to. I mean, you MLG is it's it's MLG. It's the it top is. of the line.
0: It's what. Yep, and they they're still going unbelievably strong.
1: So I can definitely see where where that would make a big impact. It would put the most viewership. Like, not viewership. It puts your product in front of the most people it could be put in front
0: of. Yep. And organizations start coming back because they see MLG's name attached to it as well. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Like, I feel like Fortnite
1: blew up because it was Ninja... Who was there at the beginning? Ninja, Dr. Lupo, Tim the Tatman. Yep. Sh- uh, Shroud. Shroud. Pl- yeah, he played Dr. it. Dr. Disrespect, I mean, d- I yep. imagine. Yep, Summit played it right away Summit, too. Yep. Even though all those players didn't stick with it, when it first came out, that exposure was there and it was because they were having fun playing the game. Yep. That's where like I was kind of going earlier with... You know, competitive can be just, like, straight-up competitive and, like, you're in it constantly. But if the game's just not fun for you, it's not going to last. And that's what they kind of need that, I think, in Infinite. To have a fun game, campaign-wise, because that puts a lot of people onto the game. And then a great competitive scene that holds and sustains that game. And, I mean, of course, you'll have your people who try to speed run, or, you know your Halo completionist who run through everything in the campaign yep um but yeah that uh you you are right where like Halo 5 what carried it past the first year and a half or two really was competitive yep so that has to be like the most engaging aspect with the community at points you know so I can totally see having MLG out of the gates there and And sustained. And sustained. So, yeah, Infinite has to do well for MLG to stay. Correct. If it gets to the point Halo 5 got to, MLG is going bye bye
0: Right. But that all comes back to the point where roster deadlines need to be taking place. You need to have stricter rules on the changes and so on and so forth. Because, like, Call of Duty World League, you have trade deadlines. It's... You know that you have your established players, you have your established teams, you have your up-and-comers as well, right? I'm not saying that it's going to be perfect out of the gate, but when HCS announces their 2020 roadmap with Infinite's release, because that's when the game's coming out, mark my words. Um, They need to come out and say, we're announcing our partnership with MLG. They've been with Halo for a very, like, they're one of the originators when it came to competitive Halo. You know them, you love them. We're announcing our um, HCS Pro League in partnership with MLG. Here are your casters, weekly matches, so on and so forth, leading up to regional events that take place five, six times a year, culminating in a uh, world championship. All in partnership with MLG. All of it. And then you see where it goes. Because I'm telling you, it's not, if MLG's not there, if anyone suggests to me ESL, get the fuck out of here. That's a hard no. All those meme pictures of that, of that uh, what was it, 20, 2016? No, 2017 World Championships. <laughs> oh, that was bad. So, ESL, no. UGC? I'm going to include you in the shoutouts here, but I'm sorry. I'm just going to say this. No. Um, It has to be MLG. It just has to. And if it's not, I'm fine for being optimistic. I can be optimistic all day. But the fact of the matter is, Halo isn't where it used to be anymore, guys. And for those who think that when Infinite comes out, everything's going to be all sunshine and rainbows, it will be. For a month. I think the...
1: Honestly, the whole Halo has to dig itself out of is that it's already a dead game. Yep. If you're not within the Halo community, that's how other communities view Halo. Right. If you if you are still in the community, people are like, Halo, that still exists. Right. I've had people I talk about this podcast that work to people and they're like, oh, Halo's still around? Like they don't even know. Gamers who are playing Call of Duty and Fortnite, they they're still like, What Halo? I'm like, yeah, they're, you know, talking about a new game and they'll be like, Oh, maybe I have to check that out. Right. You know, but it's not like people look for halo anymore it's unfortunate but we have to dig ourselves out of it something like that definitely could for people who are interested in that competitive scene yep and then campaign wise it's got to be a great game to draw those people back in
0: exactly exactly halo has like competitive is like bread and butter for halo right it's people have made it a thing since halo 1 Halo One wasn't I I believe Halo One wasn't even gonna have multiplayer at first. And then it was added. Look where we are now. So I'm I'm not I'm just gonna go back on. I'm gonna say if MLG is not there from the start, we're not gonna have anywhere near what people are expecting. So I I'll agree. Say. I agree. Yeah. And I'll probably if I eat my words, I'll be happy to eat my words on this one. But it's just my it's my honest thoughts. Um Anything else for the topic, Will, before we move on? I think that's all I got. Me too. Me too, sir. Time for some shout-outs. <coughs> first and foremost, happy belated birthday to the following. We have Snakebite, Snipedown, which are both on the same day, actually, which is pretty funny. And Onset. The man was our very first interview, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Did you see the video where the crowd sang happy birthday to him? Yeah, it was, it was great. great.
0: It was great. Um, so happy birthday to you, fine gentlemen. And then a shout out to everyone who played in the community play date. It was uh Silos, High Tech, Redneck, Snipe, and myself. Thank you guys for joining in. It was a great time. And then uh also want to give a shout out to UGC. Um so for those who may have listened to the episode where they had their last qualifier, um, I kind of went in deep on them because they fucked up. Yeah, they straight up fucked up. So UGC uh they For this qualifier, number three, they definitely learned from what happened. They had a roster deadline. Um, They had open fronts of communication in case something happened. They were on the ball 100% of the time. This one went by very smoothly. UGCU deserve to be commended for that. So good job. Shout out to you. I shit on you last time, but for good reason. And I commend you guys for good reason this time.
1: The, yeah, it's good to see when something goes wrong, if they correct it and implement it that quickly.
0: Absolutely, and
1: they, they kind of they probably were like, "This is messed up, and they got on it, and that's good to see that they got something in place
0: yes um i I need to do a little bit more digging to determine how the points are gonna work out then because, like we talked about during that other episode, that could potentially fuck up seating for the rest of the qualifiers so in the words of h s pro, Talk, we'll have to wait and see. That does it for the shoutouts. Will time for you to talk about talk about place. please. If you
1: haven't already, go check out me Monday on Reddit. We have it every week. Cuz there's some
0: uh there's some good stuff in there. There is. We give you a little smile on Monday morning, you know? When your Monday's looking bleak, head over to Reddit for a sneak
1: peek. Hey. <laughs> uh, we have new noob combos, April clip clip of the month winner announced sims has chosen the winner and it was a sneaky daffodil daffodil i see the the exclamations at the point at the end threw me off yep a sneaky daffodil okay congratulations go check out the tweet it'll be included in the show notes um saiyan's halo 5 stream highlights episode six came out um i gave him a follow this week i didn't realize i wasn't following nice job (laughs) yeah um, daily Twitter clips volume six by Scud Puddle. He plays a lot of Halo, he plays some other games. His Twitter clips are great,
0: they are great, they really so are.
1: Some of them are hilarious just because you're like, What the heck? Yep, what do heck? What the heck? Um, but yeah, go check that out. A uh, video on YouTube. We have also, last but not least, Paradise Halo officially announced. Um, and this was another tweet by it looks like Dina Sean. We're Dynashon. Dynashon and they state officially announcing Paradise Halo a platform to house a variety of Halo content such as how to guides highlights and the HCS tactics series all future content will be shared via the new Twitter instead of my personal one be sure to follow and subscribe
0: so yeah, we've we've talked about Paradise Halo videos previously and this is just good to see that it's officially announced as that platform So, shout out to you, Dinah Sean, and shout out to Paradise Halo. Um, Will, we had a long episode today. Yep. You know what it's time for? What is it? Not what you're thinking. We're going to be, uh, we have Game of Thrones tonight. Oh, yeah, we do. Episode four of six. The thing happened last week. We're not going to talk about it yet. We keep teasing this. It's, I promise you, when we do it, it's going to be great. Just stay tuned. Stay tuned for when we're going to be talking about the Games of Thrones. And uh, according to the Russo brothers, the directors of Avengers Endgame, apparently the uh, the spoiler barrier goes up tomorrow. So, like, apparently, like, according to them, people can talk about spoilers starting tomorrow. In other Whoa. words, if we wanted to talk about Endgame spoilers on next week's show, we technically have the right of way. Yeah, but
1: that's uh,
0: I know that's a shitty tricky. situation. That's I know we're not going to talk about him. We're not going to talk about him. It was a great movie. You should definitely see it. If you if you're any at all, if you have seen, you know what I'll just say this: even if you haven't seen a lot of the other MCU games, uh, MCU films, if you, if, as long as you've seen the Avengers films in the MCU, you'll get something out of this. Yeah, great movie. Great movie. Um, Will, now, you know, you can plug the show, Will.
1: You can find us on your favorite <laughs> podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, and others. You can join our Discord, join the community to discussion. Link will be provided in the show notes of the Google Doc. We also have the Xbox Club and Spartan Company that nobody cares about, but just search for HGS Pro Talk on your Xbox. We have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Mixer, and eSports pages as well. Search for HGS Pro Talk on those platforms. Josh, what do we have on the next episode?
0: Another topic will. Do you know what that is yet? I don't. If you have a suggestion, I suggest that you leave it in the HCS Pro Talk Twitter. That, nope, that too if you want, but the HGS Pro Talk topic discussions, and su- Jesus Christ, the HTS Pro Talk topic suggestions channel in our Discord. That was a struggle, but I got there. That took a long time, and now I feel really bad about myself. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 72 of HTS Pro Talk. We want to thank you very much for listening, and we hope you had a great time. We'll be back next week with another topic, and uh, hopefully we don't talk about fucking Sprint or no Sprint in Halo, but until then, bye bye